0: Thanks for tuning in to the 168 Podcast, a podcast from Mitchell Knight and Jordan Byrd of the Clarence Church of Christ, aimed at helping you connect Sunday worship with everyday life. What's up, 168ers? Welcome back to the 168 Podcast. We are back after a little hiatus. We uh, were at camp doing some stuff there, and then uh, we each had some stuff to do with family, I think both of us. And um, now we're back, and this should be episode... 41 or it could be 40 depending on what what i when i which one i choose to upload for maybe i should make this one 40 since we're talking about the fact that there's been a space and we can make the other one 41 anyway that's behind the scenes talk today we're gonna talk about what is life or what life is jordan what is the meaning of life
1: (laughs) well i don't know if we're gonna quite answer that question but so this topic was on my mind um Partly, I with when I prepare for messages, or even if it's for like for youth group, or really just anything in terms of like discipleship, a lot of any theme of the Bible, I, I mean, it's hard to get away from this. It goes back to how does it impact life, and how do we understand life? Because what we're talking about is the life that we live. We're talking about the life that Jesus lived, and. Ultimately, it's the life that we know of because of what God has given us. So, like, it ultimately all goes back toward God. So, like, how do we process it and understand it from, from a godly perspective, from a Jesus-centered perspective? And so we're more just, like, asking the question, like, what is life and how do people tend to view it? And for me, part of this comes out of just recognizing that between a Christian and secular or non-Christian perspective, I think there's two different versions of what life is that we see come about, and part of this is just in the the wake of technology and um, medicine and uh, biomedicine advancements or um, technological advancements in relation to uh, things we can add on to the body, or what's the term I'm trying to think of? Transhumanism is kind of the the extreme end of this, but like... um, I feel like there's a term i'm not using that's that fits here but just the idea of like the more we advance the technology the the longer life should be able to be had or the more improved life can be and it seems like while on one hand we can praise that and acknowledge like all of that comes out of the abilities that god gives people to create and to advance on things that other people have created and um help us to engage the world in which God has made. Like, all that is good. Like, that. that isn't a bad thing. But to what end are they done can be where there's more of an ethical question to it, I think. Is that probably a fair way of saying it? Um, you want to tack on anything further to kind of what I'm saying? Just to get um, us from going.
0: Well, kind of going to the whole Christian and secular dynamic thing, I think a word that we brought up beforehand that maybe you know, maybe you don't, Um, That sums up how secular life is, is autonomy, which literally means like self-law, this idea that we know what's best, so please leave us alone, let us make the decisions, you know, we can live a full life on our own kind of thing. But, I mean, at least from what I see in scripture, especially in the Old Testament narrative, a lot of it is built on the fact that life was supposed to be, in the beginning, God's people in God's place and in God's presence, and we've kind of run away from that in our sin and nowadays it's easy to see that we're probably not the best boss of ourselves we kind of we hurt ourselves you know we get sick we get drunk we kill each other we hurt i mean all kinds of bad stuff happens when we you know think we know what's best but really I mean, the most successful human life comes from you know a person who's born into a stable family and who has parental guidance, and we we lean on other people for help. We have community, and Christians are people that are trying to um, just live into God's idea of us being His people and in His place and in His presence. Like we're understanding that we need Him and we need community rather than saying, well, we know what's best, we're gonna separate ourselves from that. So that's just kind of the, the differences that I see between the two.
1: Yeah, you brought up a few different aspects that, I think if anyone was asked about like, what is life? I mean, I think for anybody it'd be hard to be like, well, it's this. I mean, you almost can't answer that question without starting to mention a variety of dynamics within the experience that we all have in being alive. I mean, you already touched on some of those, right? Like social dynamics, um, just the world in which we live in. Like, I mean, is is living just being aware or is it having like social interaction? Is it being able to have uh, intimacy to, with another person? Is it, is it the ability to feel emotions? Like all those things start to factor into how we understand what life is. But what I think is interesting is that it seems like in a lot of ways, people tend to narrow that down and still say like, well, this is life. And a lot of, I feel like in the 21st century, the, the further away you get from life, having a connection to God, it has a lot more to do with just the prolonging or a lot of times when someone says like, this is life, it's like the prolonging of our biology. Like as long as there's, you know, air going through my lungs and my heart is beating, I'm experiencing life. But like once those things stop, like life stops. And so I think we all would say like, no, there's more to life than that. But yet the same time, when it gets down to like, what we think are the things that are important, it's like, well, no, I gotta prolong my biology. Like, and a lot of times we're willing to cut off some of these other dynamics in order to prolong that part of us as if like, it's somehow elevated above the others. Like, is it, is it more important or is it like they all interconnect to each other? And I think as you look through scripture, you see that they all are interconnected. It's hard to break them all apart. When you look at the life of Jesus, you see all these dynamics connected together. He has a bodily life, but he also has a social life, he has an emotional life. Like all these things encapsulate the the wholeness of the life that we see Jesus have. And scripturally Jesus represents the fullness of what human life looks like the fullness of what the image of god looks like in in a human and so as much as we have broken away from that jesus is the model or the way in which we get to re-engage with the life that god originally gave us or intended for us if you will and and i more noticed this especially um i think at the beginning of all the COVID stuff this this stood out to me that like when it came to uh, evaluating what to do with covid I thought it very odd that most of the things that were addressed had to do with purely biological things like well we got to protect everybody's like bodily health but apparently that can happen at the expense of all the other things that we consider part of life
0: i mean tons of people committed suicide because their mental health suffered in isolation like i mean that's part of the sacrifice of it it's like when you prioritize just one aspect of human life there can be detriments
1: yeah, and, and by no means am I saying, like, the bodily part of someone's life doesn't matter. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just noting that we lived through a period of time where it seems like one was elevated above the other. And, and maybe now it seems like more collectively there's an acknowledgment that, well, they, they probably need to be more in tandem at, at best or something along those lines. and But, but that, that assumption was already there in a lot of other ways already. I mean... The fact that we will go to great lengths to prolong our biology via medicine or whatever it may be, um, I think illustrates the fact that we often, whether we, if we had to like list off our beliefs about what life is, functionally we believe like prolonging our bodily life seems to be um, what matters most in a lot of instances. Like, well, if it means I have to stay home and whatever to preserve my bodily health but not interact socially or... Um, with my family or whatever it may be, like, then so be it. Like, we're willing to kind of lop off these other things in order to, to do this. Or I think a good illustration is if you've ever seen the movie WALL-E, I think it's a another good illustration of, well, life apparently is just, like, what I get to experience visually, and it doesn't matter what I do with my body. I mean, that's, like, the complete opposite of this, right? Like, life is everything but what I get to do with my body. It's, like, sort of a secondary experience. It's what I can view visually or what I can do, um, you know, i never can remember the term but like you can vicariously vicariously live through like seeing another live it i mean this is like our entertainment world right like i sit and do nothing watching other people live life like that's a lot of what our entertainment ends up being sometimes and it's it's the very opposite of what we were talking about earlier it's like well it doesn't matter what happens with my body living is getting to experience in all the other ways like life in this way and so it's like flip-flopping the whole thing around and one other thing I see is that, from a Christian standpoint, um, often we will talk about how there's life after, you know, this side of eternity. There's, you know, the whole heaven, hell dynamic. Like, you know, there's not just like life ends when you die; your body dies here. Well, again, like I think someone, if you ask some a Christian or a follower of Jesus that specifically, they would probably point to, yeah, like that's that's what we believe. But then. If we did an inventory of you know your life or i mean i think often if i look if people look at my life do, are they going to notice that like my life is based on this side of eternity isn't all there is like do i functionally live like this is all there is like so I'm, i need to live life now because i don't get to experience it later and while i may like be able to mentally agree like oh yeah life goes on so i don't need to worry about getting it all now like Functionally, day in and day out, do I maybe live more like that's actually the case? Like, well, no, I got to get it now because if I don't get it now, there's no other time. Like, I got to experience it now. I got to go on that vacation now. I got to get that money now. I got to whatever you want to fill in the blank with now because that's not going to happen later. And those those don't jive together. They, they conflict. <laughs> um, so, again, like, that's just looking at, like, what is life? And I think functionally Christians can say, like, well, life is... You know this broad but then functionally we live it in like these very narrow lanes sometimes and and that's a challenge not to not just to me but you know I mean or not to everybody else but just it's also to me as well like I can fall into that trap just as well
0: yeah I mean sometimes I have to catch myself and ask if my life really looks different from other people and in some ways the answer is yes and in some ways the answer is no but yeah, I mean, it's easy to just narrow the scope of reality and function rather than what you actually believe, so I agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. I think a good barometer of at least looking at what life is is going back to realizing that, like, we don't experience life if it's not first and foremost given to us by God. Like, it's it's a gift first and foremost, and it's but it's holistic, right? I mean, in our life is made in the image of the one in whom we are made so like when we look at the life of God we don't just see a bodily existence we see a social dynamic with father son and spirit you know there's all there's like the breath of life that we see in the life of God and that gets lived out in the life of Jesus and that's what we're called into and so as much as we go astray of that our understanding of what life is needs to be funneled back through the the life of Jesus if you will so like right To say, like, what is life? Well, it should look like the life of Jesus. And if mine doesn't, I'm missing out on part of the fullness of life, if you will. Like, I might be alive, like, in the sense of, like, my biology is functioning, or maybe I have a social dynamic to my life, or fill in all the other blanks that come with life. But are they in tandem working together in the fullest sense of which you can experience life. And my guess is there's probably like a, well, I'm good here, but not here and good here. And I mean, it's like kind of all over the place for a lot of people. And it's those blips that I think probably end up determining why we sometimes don't know what to make of life in a lot of instances, because it's distorted for us. It's like, well, I have this, but I'm, I'm missing this. And then we like overcorrect to try to get that. And then, we end up in this like big twisted mess a lot of times. Whereas God's saying like, if you could live it in the harmony in which I have called you to live, that's where you experience the fullness of life. And it's not pursuing life to the nth degree bodily. It's not having to squeeze every bit of social stuff out of life. It's not, you know, fill in the blank of what it is that we say life is um, made of or consists of, Um but if we can receive it as a gift in, in the way that God has gifted it to us rather than sort of going beyond where it is or or avoiding parts of it altogether, I think that's where we find a fuller sense of what life is and, and the life that God intends for us. you have anything more to add into that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes back to something I said earlier with if we were the best at decision-making and we knew what was best for us we wouldn't need parents to raise us we wouldn't need teachers to teach us we wouldn't have anyone guiding us throughout our lives so i mean it, it goes back to this need of we need someone to teach us what a full life looks like and christians believe that the best example of that is jesus and i think i i think he is and um that's who we model ourselves after and he is the teacher of what the fullness of reality of bodily and heavenly life looks like so
1: yeah I'm just thinking kind of about some of the stuff we've talked about already like one image that comes to my mind is my kids are, are young but they're all they're getting into just experiencing things in the world and like they're all about like trying to understand like what a seed is and how a plant comes from that and on one hand, you can easily, very easily often get a seed to sprout and get that whole process going. So you can, like, you're you you you're experiencing growth or, like, bodily growth or life to an extent there. But as, as much as that is there, like, the breadth of that life needs a whole lot of other things, right? Like, it needs time, it needs attention, it needs sun, it needs water, it needs the proper soil, it needs the nutrients in the soil. And if you know anything else about, like, horticultural uh, and and ecology you know that there's a symbiosis that that can benefit that plant growing if you have the right plants partnered with it and I mean it just kind of starts going out from there that like all of that is part of that plant being alive but we often can narrow it down to no it's just this (laughs) and I think often we view our own life in that lane like well no life is this Whereas God's like, no, life is like, it's all these interconnected pieces together. And it's never just what you think it is. It's ultimately what I think it is and how I've created you to be. And you have the clearest picture of what that is in the life of Jesus. And this is why following Jesus is important and, and good for us to do. Because it's not just he, Jesus helps us to live after our body stops functioning. But it's to experience the fullness of life it's far broader than just our biology functioning it's it's about experiencing the entirety of the life that god uh created us to to experience yeah, amen I mean, you know, all right that's pretty much it yeah yep. anyway i it's just one thing i know personally i've noticed in life i mean you just look watch any tv show and it's like i, I encourage you like think through like what does this character think life is about And you can probably pretty easily start to figure out like what they think life is about. A lot of times it could be money or success or fame or whatever. And a lot of times we can maybe trivialize those things. But then flip the question around to yourself or, you know, for me to ask, like, what is it that I functionally think life is? Like, what are the things I put time and effort and my commitments to? Um, That's probably a good barometer of what we think life consists of. Because we, those are the things that matter to us, and but ultimately, like life is a lot broader than just our narrow view of life or how the world works. I guess so. Hopefully, that was encouraging to you, just to think about like that facet and and how it connects to following Jesus. And it can be kind of a, I guess, more philosophical uh, exercise, but I think functionally we we wrestle with this question whether we're like waking up each day asking. <laughs> to ourselves, but we're making decisions and doing things in the world based off of our perception of what we think life is so if it's not coming from what God says it is we're gonna be just living a distorted version of that and as the Bible says the distorted version of that leads to our demise essentially like the wages of that is The wages of that is being separated from God, which leads to to death. The wages of sin is death. And so we're just going to spiral out of control the more apart from the way God has designed us to live we go. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the 168 Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.
0: See you later, 168ers.